0: All right, now we're here after the reaction. Here's what I really think. Oh, I hated it. No, oh, oh, <laughs> no. Um,
1: yeah, no, that was that was great. I think like it was interesting that it set up so much in the beginning regarding their relationship. I think I was really interested in that stuff, and um, I think it's just because like I think it's a very common dynamic that happens where like one person in the relationship has more emotional baggage than the other one, mm-hmm. and you know. Christian's in a place where... Okay, if he's not emotionally equipped to handle it, you know, that's perfectly reasonable. But I think the fact that he, like, strung her along and had no interest in really taking care of her and helping her made him a really shitty boyfriend.
0: 100%. (laughs) Did he deserve to burn alive? (laughs) That's subjective. (laughs) But I think uh, the way Ari Aster describes this movie is a fairy tale, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And also, like taking uh, taking what it's like to go through a breakup and exploding it into, into a whole different fantasy. Yeah. Right? So that's how he looks at it. He's like, I look at Danny's story as a fairy tale. Like yeah. That's why when you mentioned Cinderella, I got so excited. I'm like, oh yeah, that's exactly what they're doing here. And then yeah. you mentioned Yellow Brick Road earlier in the reaction. And I was like... Oh, you're you're getting it. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what they're doing.
1: It is very interesting the constant use of like nature. Obviously, that's I mean, it's incredibly obvious. All the use of the flowers. Yeah, and um, then her by the end just being completely covered in flowers. And I mentioned it during the reaction, but it is interesting to me this kind of recurring element of her, like you know when she takes the the psychedelic stuff, mm-hmm. how it goes through her feet. You know? Yeah, And it happens again later through her hands, right? Or was it... Did I get it the opposite? No, no, no. It goes through it her happens, hands and then... First it happens through her hands, yeah. then
0: it goes through her feet. Like, it, in that order, you know? Yeah.
1: Like, it. point is, I guess it's interesting that at the core of it, it is about someone moving on from a bad relationship to finding a sense of belonging and a sense of being heard and respected in a way that she's been needing because after going through such a tremendous loss like that. Yeah.
0: and um, And it's... Funny that Ari Aster, he said he wrote this movie after a breakup. Which is just like, I always think about what that girl must feel like. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Jesus. And well, apparently, it's also interesting that, like, he had Midsummer's script written before he shot Hereditary. And after Hereditary, uh, Midsummer got greenlit pretty quickly. So while he was promoting Hereditary, uh, he was prepping Midsummer, so like these Damn. movies got shot back to back. Yeah, imagine quickly. just getting right to it after that. Yeah, he said it was extremely exhausting, and that's why he took a long break before he got to something as insane as Bo is Afraid. Yeah, which I know you and I have mixed feelings on. I personally really liked when I wa- I liked it when I watched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you're kind of mixed on it, but yeah, that's I, it is interesting. Like off camera, I was telling you, I was just like, yeah, it's. I'm excited for you to see this because I feel like this is a marriage. Of tones between hereditary and midsummer, hereditary and is afraid. Sure, because I do think it's midsummer in a fucked up way is kind of funny as well.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of awkward humor in there because of how uncomfortable their chemistry is. Like, like I said earlier, like this is the worst anti chemistry I've ever seen. 100%. A hundred reaction because they just there's so little love and affection between the couple, and obviously the friends are all douchebags and they don't like her. Yeah, you know? and that sucks.
0: Like you feel for her immediately that she goes through something like that. And it's, like, the the worst thing you could go through as a human. Like, one of the worst things you could go through. I do like how this movie sets it up. I was like, oh, my God. That is the worst thing that could ever happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I like how it's set up as this, like, I'm maybe worrying too much. I might be worrying too much. And, like, he's saying the same thing. I was like, your sister, you know how she is. She always... And, like, that all could be true. Yeah. But then the fact that it actually... Her, like... Fears come true, and that's what happens. And it's worse than she thinks. You it's know, worse than she could have ever imagined. Yeah. Is I always like thought that the cry, the way she cried, was very haunting. Yeah,
1: yeah. I know. And that's how they fucking kickstart the movie. It zooms through the window, and then the credits start. It gets right to it. Yeah. It yeah. gets right... Like, it doesn't mess around in what kind of
0: story it's trying to tell.
1: Yeah. And I'm also surprised how, like, breezy the story was, too. Like, it's been... T- you know, the movie's about two and a half hours, but I... We surprisingly got through it. Okay, some of these reactions,
0: you know, because... We have to keep our energies up. We have to, like, be... Like, we have to kind of... You know, we're doing a reaction video, so we do have to be, like, on. Yeah. And so we can get exhausted. Yeah, but this one I feel surprisingly good. Like, I feel surprisingly, like... It is... Like, I think it, like I said, in the reaction, like you said, too, it has a very unique pace to it. Where you're never, like... um, You're never trudging along... Even though you're trying to figure out what's going on, and it's you're engaged enough where you don't feel lost, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah, like, did no. you ever feel lost when you were watching this? No, I mean, obviously, like,
1: I didn't. You're not supposed to know everything that's going on, obviously, in this movie because mm-hmm. it's super weird, and their tr- traditions are very out there, and you don't really know what to expect next. But I think I was on the same page that the movie
0: wanted me to be on. Yeah, you know, like I, th- I was just as confused as the characters were. I think, and I might be butchering it, but I think Vince Gilligan, Mm -hmm. you know, showrunner, creator of Breaking Bad, um, always says, like, in his writing, in his writing room, the thing that they always tried to, like, preach was, like, confusion is bad, mystery is good. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's a fine distinction to make. Which is, it's okay to, like, for the audience to not immediately know everything that's going on, but there should be a level of mystery to it, to where they want to know. Confusion means they don't know what's going on and they also don't care because it feels, like irritating and annoying.
1: Yeah, yeah. Where it feels more um, like it's hurting your brain a little bit, but not
0: in a fun way. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It it takes a lot of confidence from a filmmaker to pull that kind of thing off. Not everyone can as well. Um, I think Nope does that really well, funny enough. Yeah, yeah. That's a cool kind of mystery box movie. Oh, 100%. Yeah. There's Um, some movies that
1: I think like enhance themselves on a second watch this is a movie i think would heavily benefit from a
0: second watch like hereditary i was gonna ask you too and i obviously you know like i know you probably don't have this immediate opinion Mm -hmm. right away but i remember in lockdown yeah uh was when i was like hey we should watch hereditary and uh you had never seen it i had seen that movie in theaters we'll talk more about it in our official hereditary podcast obviously but um i wanted to ask you like right after we finished hereditary There was something that happened that I feel like rarely ever happens with you, Mm -hmm. which is you just turned around and told me, you're like, that's, I think, one of my favorite movies. (laughs) Where I'm like, you're a person that sits with movies. Like, you don't like, even when you and I walk out of a theater, you're not one to immediately have takes. Yeah. Um, You like to sit, that's your natural state. So I want to ask, like, what was Midsummer like for you? Is it like a, I'm going to have to watch this again, or? Well, I, I, kind of both. I would love to watch this
1: again, but I did really like this movie. Like, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I think it does a great job of what also Ari is really good at is having an emotional core underneath it. And it didn't feel too on the nose, obviously. I mean, it, it was obvious, but it didn't feel like it was spoon-feeding it to me.
0: Yeah, know? and I do think, like when you talk about the emotional core aspect to it i feel like i feel like i felt more of that in hereditary mm. but that much that might just be for me i've been i i'm never been in a relationship mm-hmm. I, so i i understand the dynamics obviously but like i've never been in a relationship mm-hmm. and so maybe that's why but i think hereditary connected with me more emotionally and that's also the... that's also not to say i have a mom like that or a family like that in hereditary to be clear <laughs> <laughs>
1: but um well, the basic core of what, yeah, loss is and how it tears families apart,
0: a hundred percent. Hereditary deals with a hundred percent. But you so. surely
1: you saw the emotional core in this movie. Just oh, because no, you no. didn't connect to it, you know, you still understood it. You know, yeah, that's the point. Clear. That's yeah. the point I'm trying to make.
0: I understand it, and obviously it's there, and actually it, it is effective still. Yeah, but it just doesn't resonate with me as much as Hereditary does. Sure,
1: yeah, that's fair. I get that. I think like. For me, it was just interesting seeing like some of those really uncomfortable. Like the beginning, just really got my blood boiling when she was just saying it's weird that you didn't tell me you were you were going to Sweden, mm-hmm. and how he's like, I'm sorry, I I don't know, I just you know I, where he's like, I decided
0: today And after the tickets were already bought. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, and then later, like he's like, well, I apologized. And I'm like, you said... That's never going to work. And it's like what you said. You said sorry with a question mark. Yeah. And it's what she said. She was like, you more... It's like saying too bad. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, But it's, yeah. That conversation is so, like, real. It just, again, like I said, it felt like I'm intruding on a, a, like... It felt like I was intruding in a couple's, like, conversation or argument. Sure. You know what sure I mean? Sure. I was like, oh, I shouldn't be listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should have their privacy. <laughs> um, which is very effective. I don't think, like, you, like many people are able to pull that off. Where it feels so real in that way. Yeah, what's the name of the actor that played as the horny dude? Um, Will Poulter? Will Poulter. how is it did Will we, Poulter? Yeah, how do we not remember I that? I forgot his we name treated? until literally just now. He has... Oh, I I, I can't spoil it for you. But in a TV show that I really like, he has Mm -hmm. a cameo in. For those who know, know. Mm. It came out this year. Um, And he played a role for the first time that wasn't like a villain Mm -hmm. or asshole role. And I was like... I was like, oh yeah, he like he's raised. So I have to be clear when I say like in the video, I'm like he has a face that looks like an asshole. There's no insult towards him. It's more of just like he plays that very well. He, he's perfectly cast for it. You yeah. just see him and you're just like, oh god. <laughs> First thing I saw him and I think
1: was Where the Miller's. Funny enough, and he was kind of funny in that movie. <laughs> oh my god, yeah.
0: Wow, I forgot about him being Where the Miller's. I mean, the first thing I think of is that fucking kiss scene between him and the daughter, like Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, Emma Watson, Jennifer Aniston. Emma Watson? Emma Watson? Um, Emma Robert, Roberts? Emma yeah, Roberts. Roberts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, did I watch that movie <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, this was my second watch, and it was like a, it was interesting because like I thought, like I didn't remember the tiny details at all. Yeah, yeah, I like. I remember the bear. I remember the sex scene. I remembered like some of the trip sequences, but mm-hmm. all the tiny things and those tiny interactions, I forgot. That's it. yeah, yeah. I get that way too. You know
1: that. I'm sure you guys know that too, watching. But I will say this real quick. I'm surprised how little the I forgot. I forget his name. The deformed person. Yeah, I forgot. Like I didn't really think how little. I didn't anticipate how little they would be involved in the story.
0: You know? I'm also curious, like, if the extent... I know there's an Ari Aster director's cut of this, Mm, where that's, like, three hours. Yeah. Um, And I'm curious if there's more of that in there. Maybe, yeah. Also, I'm just curious, what did they include in in that director's cut? What else is in there? What else do we need to see? I know. Um... This yeah. does, Because this movie's structure is so breezy and open, I can see that Ari Aster shot a lot of movie and had to cut it down. This movie does seem like a movie where you shoot so many extra scenes, you know?
1: Yeah, you got a lot of coverage. Yeah. For sure.
0: um, yeah, it's also interesting, the
1: the sequence with the um, the mask, you know, when they killed him with the sledgehammer. When Mark you know? killed Josh. In the okay, yeah, series. it was Mark that killed him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Will when they Walter, killed Josh. Yeah. No, it wasn't literally him. It was someone wearing his face. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, why would he kill him? Yeah. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but that's what I was gonna get at. though, is when he's wearing his face, I'm wondering. This is part of me that's like, why why did they have to do that?
0: <laughs> but I, they have weird traditions. So who who the hell yeah. knows? You
1: know, it's probably it's, they, they could probably explain
0: part it. of it. Like there's there's things like that in this movie that just remind me of The Shining of like the oh remember The Shining the guy in the bear suit of course yeah yeah we're like what the fuck. Yeah, and still to this day, I'm like, what the fuck? And you could read theories online. I hundred percent. There's a ton of different. Shining of has a bit too many theories. Yeah, but yeah. like, but that's honestly the magic of the Shining mm-hmm. is you can watch it still today and get something new from it. And I feel like that's kind of what Midsummer is. Yeah. Whereas like things like that, it will happen, and you're just like, huh, the first time, and then maybe a second time, you maybe like start putting things together in your mind. Lighthouse does that really well too. Yeah, like a hundred percent. Um, also, it's kind of great that uh, Robert Eggers and Ari Aster are like best friends. Not maybe not best friends, but they're very close friends. Yeah, that is cool to know. Like they did a podcast together on a twenty a twenty four has their own podcast where oh, they that have cool. like a twenty four filmmakers with each other and they talk to each other. Robert Eggers and Ari Aster did one together, and. um... And it was just the cool, like, I'm like, oh, these are not only the smartest guys, but they just seem like the coolest guys to hang out with. Them. I'm <laughs> like, these guys know so much about movies. They've probably seen more than I will ever in my life. Sure, yeah. yeah. Um, they're, they're talking about, like, they're doing deep cuts on, like, Norwegian movies that I don't know about. You know what That's I mean? That's sick, yeah. But it's like, their they're brain works everywhere. They'll talk about Spielberg and that. You know what I mean? And it's kind of sick to see these two, like, kind of visionaries of our generation, like build up together yeah yeah like Hereditary and The Witch came out very close to each other and then um, I uh, Midsummer and Lighthouse came close to each other that's yeah. true yeah I didn't even factor that in Northman and Bo is Afraid came out the same year yeah that is funny So they're just sort of how's your movie going it's good how's your movie going <laughs> good we're both getting weirder <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know her. Um. so it's just it's. A co- I don't know it's like really cool to see these filmmakers just be like oh these are gonna be like our Paul Thomas Andersons of the future totally totally you know, and we're seeing Ari Aster like turn into that. It's really sick. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Something interesting about um, Ari Aster's uh, like li- small but uh, very like important filmography is that I feel like all his movies have like a singular character that's extremely vulnerable and mm-hmm. in, like and fragile. Go through some sort of arc that is the strangest thing you've ever seen. That is like. You can't understand it, but it is like like even with uh, hereditary spoilers, but um, hereditary Alex Wolf's character mm-hmm. becoming payment. Yeah, right. And then this one Danny like finding like finding herself with this community. I just think that's an interesting like thing he's trying to do.
1: Yeah, it seems like Arias is very attracted to people with emotional baggage you know <laughs> in some sort of capacity and how they deal with it. And how like they,
0: pretty heavy emotional baggage. Totally. Too.
1: Well, and you know, hereditary has a very traditional horror way of looking at it. You know, the Extremely, way the yes. way the grief tore this family apart, and the way you know the the way you know we carry the. We will talk more in depth about it when you get to the hereditary podcast. Hereditary podcast should be out at the time of this coming out, but we haven't recorded it yet. So the. Sorry, so it's a the, little weird. Yeah. The chronology is confusing for you guys. Don't mind us,
0: <laughs> but um, but yeah, Hereditary tells its story in a very traditional horror way of how grief yeah. affects his family. Yeah, you know, and um, then yeah, this one's more of like almost like a weird, fucked up, empowering
1: story for Danny, where it's like you know, kind of like what we've been saying is the the idea of her finding a sense of belonging and being yeah treated with respect and being seen and finding community just. And is willing to look past their weird fucked up traditions because she's being seen and accepted, and that's more important than anything to her.
0: Yeah, you know? which is like a deep human need mm-hmm. to be seen, uh, like to be seen and cared for, and all that stuff. Yeah, and, like you know, it, it is true. Like it that—that's what was entertaining about watching you react to this movie. Is like you from the beginning was like holy shit, this community, this is fucked yeah. up, right? Um, and in the back of my head, knowing where this movie lands up, I was just thinking, I'm like, I mean, this is the, like, it's a dark place that Danny's in, but this is the best she has right now. Like, it's like she's actually getting, like, she's building a community for herself and she doesn't have that at all in her real life. Her real life sucks compared to this. Yeah.
1: Yeah, 100%.
0: You know, which is very sad, but it's like it it's is it's very real. It's very honest that that sort of thing happens. But
1: yeah, I watched a video on how people get taken into cults and it is interesting though cuz like one of the one of the core points that it tried to make was essentially that thinking that you're better than people who get tricked into joining cults Kind of believe it's like it's like a false belief. It's like part of accepting that people can get tricked into cults is knowing that you can be susceptible to that. You're just as susceptible. Yeah, like you have to. You might have to be in a specific position. Like maybe you're dead broke. Maybe you lost people close to you. Maybe you're in a position. Whatever it is, you know. I Google. I looked up on YouTube. Heaven's Gate. Like there's all sorts of little yes, yes, where people with really strong charisma can you like like they did on the movie where they can talk to you in a way where they're like, hey. You know what? Those people out there—they don't understand you. You know the way we do things. We're a little different than others, but that's the way it is here. And you just got to go with it.
0: It's like uh, it's like hitting that exact like human like need, which yeah. is fe- wanting to feel heard. Mm-hmm. I think that's what this movie's uh, getting at, which is just like everyone wants what Danny's lacking, well, which is just empathy and feeling heard and well, seen, and feeling like you have a purpose too. You know, oh, yeah. they, they basically tell you like, hey, you're going to be part of something greater than yourself. You know what I mean? And because Danny also like took a break from is taking a break from school. Mm-hmm. Like who knows where her career or anything was going? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It seems like she's in a position where as messed up as it sounds like we're like no one would miss her if she disappeared. Yeah. You know, it's sad, but that's probably what happens. I you mean, know? She
0: has like that one friend that she called on the phone, right? I think so. In the yeah. beginning of the movie. But that friend, like, never shows up. That never, yeah. friend. I don't know if that was intentional or if that was just, like, I don't know. They just did that for the beginning. But, like, it is, it's just really interesting. Yeah. Um, I think that's a good place to wrap up. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, I'm afraid that if we talk more, we're going to step on our hereditary podcast a little yes, bit. Yeah, yeah. But uh, thank you so much for watching our After the Reaction. And thank you so much for checking out this channel. Yeah, welcome aboard. Um stay if you like look at her other stuff (laughs) yeah we'd really appreciate it thank you so much for our patrons for supporting this channel and as always stay nice folks